Before we begin, if you like what you hear on the Tin and J-Man Show, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We encourage you to interact with us and keep up to date with the Tin and J-Man Show on social media by liking our Facebook page and following us on Twitter and Instagram at Tin and J-Man Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of the Tin and J-Man Show with your hosts, Tanner Lee and Josh the J-Man Munt. Welcome back to another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show, episode 195 to be exact. Lights are flickering a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they are. Dog is down with us in the studio getting some pretty bad severe thunderstorms. So if you hear some dog toys squeaking, maybe an occasional bark, that is why. Hopefully we uh, keep power this whole time and we'll uh, get at it with some uh, hard-hitting sports talk. But glad you are all with us this week. A bunch to talk about tonight. It's going to be an interesting show, <laughs> to say the least. And the Tan Man Show, like it is every week, is sponsored by The Dam Landing. Good news, folks. The Dam is back starting tomorrow. This was posted on their Facebook page. Hello again, friends. We have some great news. After working with our local health department following CDC guidelines, screening and testing employees and sanitation, the dam <laughs> will be reopening tomorrow, Tuesday, August 11th. We will continue to protect, protect our employees and customers by using the safety protocols laid out for us, including frequent hand washing, required face, required mask wearing by all staff and customers while walking in, in, in and around inside the building, and frequent sanitizing. We ask everyone to continue to stay vigilant, work together, and be patient with one another. We are so thankful for you, our loyal community, and all of your support and concern. Our staff member who received the positive test has safely recovered, and all staff members have officially tested negative for COVID. We want to continue to serve you, so please be patient with us. We ask that you please wear your mask upon entering the building. You may remove them once you get to your table. If you do not want to wear your mask, we have a large designed area outside on our lakefront patio. This has been a truly difficult time. At the end of the day, we just want to be able to serve our customers and community. We miss you. We cannot wait to see you again. Cheers, friends. We're back. The damn fam. The damn is back. Great news. That's great news. We have so few good restaurants in this town. I'd venture to say we have less than two, and uh, the damn is that one. So glad it's back. Yes. Well said, J-Man. Do you want to hear some birdie bogey? Absolutely. You nervous about it? I'm not. Should I be? Yeah, I don't know. It is a golf-related question, so at least I give you a little bit of a shot here. Okay. There are four guys who have more than 40 majors where they have finished under par. Four guys, 40 majors where they finished under par. Okay. Since 1934. Who are those four? Ooh. All right. All four of them are pretty dang good. <laughs> well, I figured with kind of the uh, context of the question. So, Birdie Bogey is brought to you right. by the Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mentone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblegnomellc.com. They will not be having sweet corn until August 17th. But this past weekend, and I'm not sure if they will this upcoming weekend, uh, they will have Back to Eden's Elderberry Syrup. 
Stop by and pick some up. Elderberry is so good for your immune system. They are high in antioxidants, high in vitamin C, rich in anthocyanins, <laughs> and it's an anti-inflammatory. So get your syrup. Switch it up on Switch you. Switch it up. I just can't stop looking at the flickering lights. The lights are a flickering. Um, so let's hope we can get through this show without any uh, <laughs> without any uh, shenanigans. Well, shenanigans. We're, we're always about shenanigans on Mondays. Without any unforeseen shenanigans. Or disruptions. Or disruptions. Yes. So. All right. You ready for some on this day? I am ready. Sports events that have happened on August 10th. On this day in 1934, yep. Babe Herman Ruth announced that... It's actually George Herman Ruth. George Herman Ruth. Isn't that his name, actual name? Is it? Yeah, I think you're right. Yes, I think you're right. Because on the sand lot, that guy goes, George? George. Yeah, okay. George. On, on, on this day in 1934, he announced that that upcoming season was going to be his final season as a full-time player. Babe, and maybe this is why, well, he was born in Pigtown, Baltimore, Maryland. Oh. Well. Then there was a movie called Babe about a pig. I knew that. Seen it. Seems like that came used, after. Used to own it on VHS. Um, <laughs> I think we're back. Are, 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 are we still on? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it looks frozen. <laughs> I'm not connected to the internet. My and we're our, off. We're off. Your internet down too. It's okay, LA. Well, the whole power went off. Yeah. That but connects the router off. Yeah, so that router's got reset. Coming back on. This is off. Well, actually, I could click go live. Yeah, but if the internet's down, well, it's connected into Ethernet. And that would probably fire up down there. I just don't know if we'd be able to see if we're on or not. <laughs> he's, he's mad. Is that scary, L? And should I fire back up? Internet's back. Okay. Uh, let's try this again. We we are back live. Um, I think that's live. I can't tell if it's actually live. Um, but uh, the power went out. Um, that was the um, live interruption that we had here. Um, the dog is not enjoying himself uh, too much. But we'll hopefully not have any more... <laughs> interruptions um so let's talk some sports yeah i think we are back i think we're I, back I think we we're back. we actually don't know um yeah that was crazy um, <laughs> you know we, we've been on the isc sports now we, we've been doing the show for four years and this is the first time that's I, actually happened i'm still in the middle of on this day you are still in the middle of it um the dog is barking a little well, bit can't you hear the wind outside I can hear it, but I don't yeah. think the people can. No, I don't I'm think they can pick you, it up in the mic. I'm telling you yourself. I'm telling you. Let's hear the on this day. We were just we were talking about Babe the Pig. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think. said I, I said I owned that on the VHS. <laughs> and then poof, nothing. The dog is underneath the table. Keep it rolling. <laughs> you know, I might have to join him here shortly. I'm a little scared. <laughs> All right, on this day in uh, 1975. Man, you took quite a leap there. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, who won the PGA Championship at Firestone Country Club? 75? Yep. Yeah, it's got to be old Jack, doesn't yeah, you it? you probably looked at my screen. I did not. Yes, it is Jack Nicklaus. It's a pretty good um, guess. As he won his to. fourth PGA crown by two shots from Australian Bruce Campen. 
cramping, cramping, geez. Um, and there's a there's a good chance we're gonna lose power again. We're probably gonna so lose we're, power again. We are trying to hang in there. Who won the PJ Championship on this day, 1980? It's gotta be old Gary Player. How about Jack again? Probably would have been a better guess. He won his fifth and final PJ Championship by convincing seven strokes from over uh, Andy Bean. Never heard of Andy Bean. I hadn't either. On this day, 1981, Pete Rose got his 3,631st career hit, breaking Stan Musial's NL hit record. He's pretty good, little hitter. On this day, 1983, Carl Lewis, uh, it was his first world, it was in the first world championships in athletics, it says. I don't know, that's weird. He won the gold medal in the men's long jump. He's a long jumper, huh? He was an Olympic sprinter and long say, jumper. I only remember him as a sprinter. Both. Didn't know he did both. On this day in 1984, the U.S. beat Spain 96-65 to win the men's basketball gold medal at the L.A. Olympics. It's always fun to beat the Spaniards. Future Dream Team members Michael Jordan, Patrick, Union, Patrick Ewing, and Chris Mullen were featured. I knew Isaiah wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. On this day, 1985, Oakland A's Dave Keenman became the 21st player to hit 400 home runs. Dave Kingman hit a lot of home runs. Former Cub, uh, he was a large fella, too. I think he has the longest home run hit in um, Wrigley Field history. I think he hit one 505 or something like that. And Tanya Shriver says, we are back on Facebook. So thank you for the confirmation. I appreciate it. Uh, let's see, what else do we have here? On this day, 1997, Atlanta Braves signed Greg Maddox. 1997? Yeah. So they must have re-signed because I think he went there in 93. This well, site is wrong. It says for a record five-year, $575 million deal. That is wrong. That can't be right. I think it was like a five-year, $28 million deal, I believe. That was a lot of money yeah. for baseball contracts. I remember my grandparents were huge Cubs fans, but they kind of became Braves fans after the Cubs let them walk because they were so mad. They're in, I think, 93-ish is when they let them walk. I thought he went. I thought they let him, wouldn't it be, well, yeah, it would have been after 93 because 94 strike, right? Yeah. And then 95, he signed with the Braves. He signed in 95? Isn't that what I just said? I have no idea. No, I I said 97. 97. They must have re-signed him. So, okay. Unless they traded for him. I don't really remember what happened with what the Cubs. I know he signed back with the Cubs in 2004, but. uh, Yeah, I don't don't know either. I should have done more research on that, I guess. I just knew the figure was way off. Of the yeah, $575 million yeah. deal. On this day in 2008, PGA Championship was held again at Oakland Hills Country Club. Who won that one? 2008? Yes. Um, Tiger Woods. Podrick Harrington. Right? I was going to guess Podrick Harrington. <laughs> sure you were. I, I 100% was. It was a second straight major by two shots over Sergio Garcia and Ben Curtis. On this day in 2008, American superstar swimmer Michael Phelps oh. won the 400-meter Individual medley at the Beijing Olympics and world record four minutes, three point eight four seconds. He's like a fish. On this day in two thousand fourteen, who won the PJ Championship at Valhalla? I was at the third round of this one. Is that the one where your dad slid down? The, yes, uh, hill? he slid, took the big fall, got mud all over his 2014. white shirt. Two thousand fourteen. It's a major, so it wasn't Ricky. Um, Ricky was in contention. I mean, he he had to lead on the 11th hole. Give me my boy Rory. It was Rory. It was his oh. last major win, 2014. His fourth his and last, last one. one. 
He beat Phil Mickelson by one stroke. Our show started in 16, so maybe I am the curse. That's why that's my favorite major ever. Rory, Phil, and Ricky are all in contention. Three of your now. faves. Yep, huh? my three favorites. Hmm. And that's going to do it for the On This Day segment this week, which we were nice. madly interrupted, but we got through it. Rudely, very rude. But a company that's not rude, a company, company that won't disrupt you, Proforma Print House. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Proforma Print House has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company. Call them today at 574-210-3815. Yes, sir. Got one of those things. I got a a model of the uh, First Federal Savings Bank water bottle. Very quality water bottle here. All, all all of our employees got one of these not too long ago. They seem to love them from the feedback. I've never got an item from a Proforma that I haven't been pleased with. So do yourself a favor. Give them a call, 574-210-3815. Trust me, they'll give you a good deal, and uh, you'll be really happy with the promotional product you get. You want to start with some college football talk? Sure. All right, let's hear your thoughts there, Tito. Well, explain to our viewers what's going on there, um, and, and our listeners, if they don't already know. So, because this is changing by the minute, this could change by the time we end the show. Was it what day was it last week that the Big Ten came out? With schedule came out schedule. Wednesday. Came out Wednesday. Within the past twenty-four to forty-eight it was a 10 hours, game, ten game schedule yes. last week, starting on September Saturday, 3rd September fifth slash fifth. Um. And then 24 to 48 hours ago, all these reports were coming out that the Big Ten was in favor of completely postponing the um, football season this year. Um, (laughs) The ACC hasn't said anything yet. The SEC hasn't said anything yet. Yes, they have. They have said something. Their commissioner said if he's learned anything through this whole process is to Take your time with the decisions. Yes. The SEC's doesn't start till September 26th. The ACC's September 9th. No, the ACC's September 12th. The Pac-12 is supposed to be in Big 12, I believe. I think so, September 19th. Oh, really? Okay. I thought. But the Pac-12 supposedly right there with the Big Ten in this hmm. making decision here. I guess the ACC did also say not 10, they're going to do anything in their power to have a season in the fall. Um, but Dan Patrick said today that the vote that has been has since been rebunked, uh, which I don't even know who to believe in any situation anymore, anywhere. Uh, but he said that big tw- a Big Ten presidents voted twelve to two. Uh, to two in favor of canceling or pushing the season back to spring. Now Kirk Herbstreit came out and said uh, that's not true. They haven't canceled anything yet, but they are in favor of pushing it back a little now, bit. Now, did the spring – I didn't even see that the spring definitely got up, got brought up today. I thought that it was 12-2 to 2 just pushing not having football. Just not having football, period. Uh, maybe you're right. Um, it did say postponing, did, not canceling, so you're probably correct. I did see the uh, Big Ten commissioner. Was his name Kevin Warren? Uh, something. Uh, I think so. Something um, Warren. He is in favor of a spring season, uh, but that would screw up a lot of other Le- – logis- well, logistically, it's going to be a nightmare well, anyway. Well, let's talk this through a little bit. If, if they move it to the spring, 
then your the difficulties you're going to face are the players that want to opt out for the draft. Yes, and in the NFL collective bargaining agreement, the NFL has it in there where the draft cannot take place after June 2nd and would need the uh, Players Association okay to uh, push it back. Now, I'm sure they'd be okay with pushing it back, uh, but that's also another thing you have to worry about. Yes, and then you got to worry about the quick turnaround due to the shortened off season between spring right. and the regular fall season of 2021. Yes, and, I mean, you have to worry about do you want players playing football in the middle of February because that's likely. they'd start in March. You think they'd start in March and compete with the NCAA tournament? Yep. Assuming we have an NCAA tournament. I think they'd compete with the NCAA tournament even if they started in February. I guess they would, wouldn't yeah. they? I guess it wouldn't matter. I mean, maybe they just skip. Uh, you can't skip those weekends. Maybe maybe the NCAA tournament changes their format and plays all their games on the weekdays and not or the weekend. the um, – Football is played on, like, Wednesday. Yeah, Maction. Do love some good Maction. But, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what's going to happen there. I mean, this whole thing's fluid. I mean, at start of day, it looked like the Big Ten was canceled and done. Yeah. Now, maybe not so much. Maybe there is some hope. So you're telling me there's a chance, as in Lloyd Christmas told Mary Swanson. I, <laughs> Samson. <laughs> I will say, um, and you brought this up, why not wait? Uh, push it back to the 26th. Yep. It gives you three more weeks. Why are we in um, a hurry? Yeah, why? and this this has been my issue with sports really since the COVID-19 pandemic started. Why are you canceling stuff so quickly? Just wait it out a few weeks and see what happens because stuff can change easily. It can. And, and more times than not, this virus has changed for the worse. But mm-hmm. who says it can't change for the better? Right. Um, I just think the Big Ten's kind of given up too too early. And, why, and, 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 and it was kind of weird trying to make the season happen so early before the others, but also if they could pull it off safely, smart from a marketing standpoint because you get all college football fans' eyeballs sure. on the Big Ten for at least one week. Um, and they, they need to put the marketing stuff aside. Absolutely. Um, and just worry about focusing on having a season. And um, – they need to put the national championship aside, bowl games aside. No bowl games. Try even, to get your season in. Even a, don't even worry about a Big Ten championship game at this no. point. Just try to play as many games as yep. possible. Yep. You play four games and you have to k- shut the thing down you anyway. Your best you got four games in. Gave your best. You're already having teams out there practicing, even though they're not with pads, so it's not like real football, just helmets and shorts. Yes. But uh, I know Purdue practiced this morning. Some teams didn't. Iowa canceled today which practice which is interesting because iowa and nebraska were the two teams that voted yes to have a season some others were told to take it softly or lightly practice but i do know purdue practice today Uh, they practice friday they practice was it saturday and yesterday i don't know but um another thing with it being so close uh, or playing Well, and playing a football season in the spring is what I was talking oh. about. You're going to see every se- – I mean, you're, you're go- you'll have enough numbers to play a season, but you'll see all your really good players sit out. There is no upside to playing a season right before the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. You yep. don't want to get injured. I mean, we're seeing players opt out anyway. Rondell Moore, which I'm sure you're going to talk about, oh, opted out. Um. So I just don't know. I mean, I want football season to happen. I just don't know if it can happen. Yeah, well, I just think they need to t- 
take their time a little bit and just not yes. rush this decision because they're kind of making the Big Ten's kind of making themselves look a little foolish. And, and I I do empathize with Big Ten's commissioner. He's brand new. He's, <laughs> he's, he's in a tough spot. He, he's been on the job what eight months? Yeah. Now, but but what what's changed so much between Wednesday when they released that schedule Nothing. in his comments on Thursday? His son plays at Mississippi State. He said, "I'm perfectly fine with my son playing." I don't think anything's changed. I, that's what I was saying before the show. This has happened so quick. The pushback's Why? coming from the president for some reason. I don't get it. I um, don't get it. And here's my here's my a few points I want to make. So if you're going to bring up the safety and health concerns, these kids are supposedly going to be testing. Maybe the schools aren't going through with their testing like they're supposed to. That's another issue. But it, say they they go with, through with the testing like you're supposed to, test them two if not three times a week. And why they're on, you know, campus and everything. So, and you still say, you can't play football. It's not safe. So it's not safe for these kids to play football, but yet it's safe for you to bring 40-plus thousand students back to campus in person. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. You can't say you can have one and not the other to me. I'm with you. I don't it's even, both or none. I don't even have a rebuttal to that. And you, and you know how much I like arguing with you. And here's the thing I think would take care of the whole problem. I think it goes back to liability standpoint. Mm-hmm. These presidents don't want to get sued, don't want a player to have get COVID and get real sick, have some long-term effects, and come back on the university, well, you made me play. Make them sign a li- liability statement that they won't sue the university if something happens. They know the risks. Just like if you're going to get a surgery, you usually sign stuff, you know the risks. So these players don't have to play if they don't want to. We've seen guys opt out, whether it's Rondell Moore, um, the kid from Penn State, the linebacker, um, Bateman, the wide receiver from Minnesota. Those guys opted out for the NFL. But some others at Michigan State opted out and are going to redshirt and play next year because they don't feel comfortable. There's nothing wrong with players doing that. Yes, I do have a thing here from Pro Football Talk. Oh, um, gosh. Man. Yeah, Florio. I'm not a big fan of Mike Florio. That However, uh, the Big Ten announced the conference-only schedule last week. Only a few days later came – Word the conference is moving toward a cancellation of football for 2020. So what changed? ESPN reports that doctors have diagnosed at least five Big Ten athletes, as well as athletes in other conferences, with a rare heart condition that could have a link to COVID-19. Myocarditis, inflammation of the heart muscle, is usually caused by a viral infection. Left undiagnosed and untreated, it can cause heart damage and cardiac arrest. The COVID-19 virus has a link with myocarditis. Myocarditis? At a higher frequency than other viruses based on limited studies and anecdotal evidence since the start of the pandemic, according to ESPN. The condition has prompted increased concern among Power 5 conference administrators about the viability of college sports this fall. Debbie Rucker, the mother of Indiana offensive lineman Brady Feeney, had a Facebook post last week about her son's potential heart problems after COVID-19. Yes, and that's... Nothing to be messed around with. I understand that's why if these players really want to play, they understand the potential consequences. Don't hold anything against school. I mean, there's, there is potential. But, I, I, yeah. Don't they sign liability waivers anyway? I have no idea. You're a manager. I, I didn't have to sign anything. You should have. You got hit in the stomach once, didn't you? By or no? What? what I got punched in the punched chest. Punched in the chest. And I got my toe smashed by and Kawan Short. A bunch of things, but <laughs> uh, I just was supposed to not talk about what happened during practice. So. What did happen during practice? <laughs> um, but just a lot of stuff. I I mean, I want football. 
Um, but uh, if they really don't think they can do it safely, then okay. But I just feel like they need to just – the Big Ten. I'm not talking about everybody else, but the Big Ten needs to just step back and look at this a little more before making a rash decision. Because we saw the players, hashtag we want to play. Sure. Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, um, two guys yes. that don't need to take another snap in college football, yes. want to play very bad. They're also 18 to 22-year-old kids. Yes. You remember how stupid we were at 18 to 22? I'm still stupid. I'm 28. Um, exactly. Um, I'm right there with you. I don't know if they should be the people making the ultimate decision. Yeah. Is my but they also need thing. a voice at the table from now on. They should have a voice. Um but I, they likely won't ever get one. That's the way the NCAA rolls. I think that's also a little bit. I think all these people are scared. College sports, amateur sports might change need, forever due to this. They, they need, I mean, we've been hearing the unionizing talks forever. Um, but I do – I'm with you. I think each um, team in each conference needs a representative to go to NCAA meetings or whatever. Yep. So. Yeah, every conference somehow. Yeah, vote yeah. for a couple people or uh, spokesmen. Yes, the players do need more of a say. And um, another thing about pushing it to spring, no, there's no telling that the virus is better by then. Sure. But I would rather see them push it to spring than just absolutely cancel everything. Yes. At least give it a try in the spring if you have to. It's not ideal. I'm not a doctor. I just think, I just think not playing the whole season, no matter what, could have some really – Long-term effects. Like what? Well, then then they got to make decisions. What do we do with the eligibility of the players? Do they just lose a year? Can they come back and play next year? They've already figured that out for the spring sports from this past year. Yeah. Though. So why couldn't they do the same thing for the fall athletes? Yeah. Um, also, the mid, mid-year enrollees from high school. Yeah. And I mean, okay, so if, if a kid plays, kid comes into Purdue, graduates in December and wants to enroll right away, can they play in the spring, or do they have to wait till fall twenty twenty one? That's the thing. I don't you know. Have to figure stuff out. Um, and that's that's another reason why I think they should do anything in their power to play in the fall. Do you think we can have college basketball if we don't have college football? I hope to God so. I hope so. But I don't think so. Sanity. And that's why, I mean, they have until next Monday the players that um, that opted out of the NBA draft can opt back in yeah. by August 17th. I think seeing what's happening in college football, I think we'll see players that took their names out will jump back in, uh, which scares me for my own um, teams. But can't do anything about it. Can't control it. And it, could be and a, uh, it sucks. Depressing long few months we have no college sports. Yes. And Wear a mask, people. And, and college sports needs better leadership. It's embarrassing. Oh, the NCAA, Mark Emmert's been absolute they, joke they had six for months. years. Six months to get ready for this and didn't do anything. That's incredible, that idiot. The, at least the blood. NFL's. You know, I used to rip Goodell all the time. They're trying their hardest right now. Yes. They should probably do a bubble system. It's probably a little late for that, but they're trying. It will be easier for NFL yes. teams to bubble their own players Absolutely. than it is Absolutely, and you're not going to have all these – Kids on campus. And another thing about these college programs, you have to trust your players to make the right judgments and decisions at least for a few months while they're away from your facilities. Not happening. (laughs) But but I think, like the players have said, they feel more safe at the facilities than anywhere else. Yeah, I know. You don't have a season, you're darn right. Some of them probably get cases that maybe wouldn't have. You're darn tootin'. But but back to uh, Rondell Moore. I want to speak on him a little bit. 
before I forget. Now, the sting of losing Rondell Moore, I will admit, would sting less if there was absolutely no season. <laughs> but I still want a season. I still want other guys to play. Not only, of course, I'm not getting Rondell Moore, but I don't want to lose a season of eligibility for David Bell or George Karloftis. Those are other two talents that Purdue doesn't get very often. Guys I like to pl- watch play. I mean, that's what I'm upset. I don't fault Rondell Moore at all. Go pursue your dreams. Go get your money. I mean, he's not a guaranteed first-round pick, but most likely, especially when he smashes the combine with his 40 and his bench reps. Kill the I don't think I don't think anybody will bench more than him for a wide receiver. I could be wrong. Really? But, um, as far as rep-wise, I could be wrong. But, I mean, he gets all this time to train now just for that. Yeah. But uh, I'm just disappointed. I only got to watch him in 16 and a half games. He was so fun to watch as a freshman. The Big Ten's first ever unanimous All-American as a freshman huh. selection. He's freshman of the year. I mean, he broke, he broke some records in his first half of his college football career against Northwestern. <laughs> it was amazing that night, catching a touchdown from Liza Sindelar and taking that end around. It was just one move. Juke, Northwestern guy whiffs. He beats them all down the sidelines. Like, okay, this kid's for real because he was a big-time recruit, Army All-American recruit that originally committed to Texas, decommitted. And went to Purdue, and everybody's like, he chose Purdue over Alabama, Florida State, Texas? Like, what is wrong with you? But he liked Jeff Brom's offense, and it fit him well. And then last year, only got to see him for three and a half games because he still not completely sure what he did, but did something to his hamstring in that Minnesota game. And now he uh, made this decision. So only got to see 16 and a half games out of him in a Purdue uniform. So that's disappointing, but um, can't fault him at all. And Purdue's pretty deep at wide receiver. I mean, you're never going to replace a Rondell Moore, but they are at least deep in depth at that position. Um, I just want I just want a football season. I'm just keep going back to that. But <laughs> hashtag we want to play, we want to watch. I was going to say hashtag we want to watch. I definitely don't want to play. No, uh, <laughs> we do have a pump pass kick competition. We need to get through sometimes. Let's go soon. out there right now in the middle of this thunderstorm. That doesn't sound like a good idea. Tanner's flaking out on me like he always does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, props to you there but any more <laughs> thoughts on this crazy ever-changing college football situation come next week we're going to know a lot more yes and i am dreading it <laughs> to yeah, be honest. I'm, tr- I'm dreading the next few i've days. actually kept my cool a lot more tonight than i thought i would you weren't keeping your I mean, cool there, before the show there's nothing we can do about it i know but uh, you know i've already come i've already come to grips with not being able to see ronda more well, I already come to grips of not being able to go to at least three Purdue football games live for the first time since 1999 when I was seven. Michael Michael G. Scott said it best. I'm just going to have to put on a brave face. Yep, that's all we can do right now. And wear a mask. And wear a dang mask, people. Maybe we will have Speaking of wearing masks, basketball. there's an MLB team that most likely didn't wear masks a week or two ago. Oh, two weeks ago, probably. I'll talk about them. Those stupid Idiot, no good St. Louis Cardinals. Tell us how you really feel. Had another player test positive, so they had the weekend series against the Chicago Cubs canceled. I think, I think we predicted that last Monday. Yeah, I kind of saw the writing on the wall. They they were completely cleared to play that game Thursday, and then another player test positive on Friday. They also had their series this week against the Pirates canceled, and their doubleheader against the Tigers canceled on Thursday. So that will come to a whopping 17 games they have had canceled. Um, at this point, you're lo- you're talking them playing like 57 games in 45 days. Yeah, that's not happening. Uh, that's not that's not even safe for one. If if you want them to get to 60, and it's no fair to their opponents to have to play a bunch of doubleheaders either. 
Um, I was in favor of canceling their season last week. I'm even more on board now. Um, at the very least, Rob Manfred needs to ban them from postseason play because it's not fair, If, um, especially teams that play a full 60 games or close to it. And if the Cardinals play, let's say they get to 50 games, uh, but they have a slightly better win percentage um, and make the playoffs over them, uh, that's just not fair. Um, let, let them play out their season, maybe, sure, uh, with no hopes of the postseason. That's kind of my thoughts on it because it's, it's just not fair to anyone. Uh, but Rob Manfred's a proven pantyweight, so he will not <laughs> uh, do anything. I mean, we saw what he did to the Houston Astros. Speaking of the Houston Astros, oh, man. they got into a brawl with the Oakland Athletics. They're a bunch of cowards. 100%. Cowards. That hitting coach is a coward. Alex Centron, former um, Major League Baseball player, he played in the MLB for quite a while. Um, him and Ramon Laureano got uh, into it on Sunday after Laureano was hit by a pitch. Breaking ball, Astros coach um, Alex Cintron started jawing with Laureano. So what did old Laureano do? He sprinted towards their dugout, and the whole dugout collapsed and tackled on him. Um, MLB is going to come down extremely yeah, hard think, on these as guys. As they should, really. Um, this is how this crap spreads, for one. Um, and two, they said... not help it. <laughs> they, yeah, they said um, that they're going to come down hard on... Uh, bench-clearing brawl situations. Um, they'll have heavy p- suspensions. Maybe both guys are suspended the rest of the year. Who knows? Uh, Ramon Laureano s- did say today, I regret charging him because he's a loser. That's what he said. Yeah, well put. Um, so, <laughs> Alex Cintron, known loser. Nobody likes the Astros. Um, MLB did nothing to them. Except Manfred. He likes all. the Astros. Manfred loves them. It's just a piece of metal. Why would I take away the World Series title? Well, you know just what? Just a piece of it's metal. It's your fault. Things like this are happening, Rob. Robinson. Because you didn't do anything. You didn't penalize these guys when you should have. Now you're dealing with the consequences. Everybody wants to hit them in the head. Everybody wants to punch them in the face. I want to punch them in the face. Um, exactly. I don't know who I hate more, Mark Emmer or Rob Manfred. I think it's Manfred. But on some uh, decent notes um, here, Fernando Tatis Jr. He's a stud, man. Might be the best player in the National yeah, League already. Forget about Manny Machado. And he is 21 years old. Um, he's hit, he hit leadoff homers in back-to-back games over the weekend. He's already second all-time in leadoff homers in Padres history. That city needs something like that. They do. They, they say that ballpark's just absolutely gorgeous. They don't too. have a football team anymore. No. Never had a basketball. Well, they had one years ago, basketball team, but no they don't one, have one. No one wants to follow San Diego State. Yeah. They they need the Padres to be good. Yeah. Who what who is the all time leader in leadoff homers in San Diego Padre history? Is it Gwen? Will Venable. <laughs> Cubs third base coach currently. I could have guessed seven thousand six hundred and fifty seven <laughs> names and I got that right. Fernando Tatis Jr. is leading the National League in homers, slugging percentage, and on base plus slugging. And they're already talking about giving him a long term contract extension. He might be our next three hundred million dollar man. He, that's a that's a bold prediction. He was in the White Sox system, and they traded him for James Shields. Big, big game James. Didn't pitch in any big games with the White Sox. Former Ball State pitcher and current Cleveland Indians pitcher, Zach Plezak. He uh, dated the half-sister of my, uh, one the, of my college roommates. Yes, we know the uh, girl he dated for a while. He decided to go out on the town in Chicago on Friday night with his friends. Uh, his teammates and executives found out and were so mad at him, the Indians dismissed him from the roster for 72 hours and made him rent a car and drive back to Cleveland. 
Think about what you've done. Yeah, he has to quarantine for 72 hours before he can They should have, like, messed with the stereo somehow. They should have just And had just an annoying song <laughs> that just looped. <laughs> what, what's an annoying song that you would just be want to pull your hair out if you were if you were locked in a room for, like, 10 hours and just it was on constant loop? Anything by Nickelback. I like Nickelback, <laughs> so come on, man. So old Zachary act hopped on to Interstate 80 and drove himself back to Cleveland. That's probably, uh, I bet that's close. That's a six-hour Plus drive, I bet you. From where? From Chicago. Oh. About six. I bet it's, about, I bet it's eight. It's four from here, bro. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google that. I'm going to um, fact check you. It's 100% four from here. Fact cons- checking you. Considering ya. I uh, was kind of born there. I'm still fact checking you. Former Chicago Cubs reliever and all-around annoyingly terrible person, Derek Holland, who uh, replied to one of my tweets last year. He's a jerk. Um, well, were you being mean to him? Kind of. You are a mean guy. Uh, he was terrible, though. Uh, he gave up four homers. He gave up four homers on the first eleven pitches of the game on Saturday against the Tigers. Who uses MapQuest anymore, by the way? I, fine, I'll do it a different way. Just keep talking. Stay. No, no, just keep talking. <laughs> I got this. Uh, let's see here. Um, that's all I have from around the. Um, league talk a little bit about the cubs uh, they didn't play over the weekend so they only played four games uh, but they went three and one against the royals uh, starting rotation continues to be just superb you uh, darvish uh, kyle hendricks and alec mills were all fantastic and the rotation had an era of one what is it four hours and 53 minutes eh, five closer closer uh, to five i guess uh, that's with traffic it's rush hour uh, right you, there now you knew better than me i know things um but Coming into Thursday night, the rotation ERA had a 1.95 ERA. Four hours and ten minutes from here. I told you four hours from here. I never disputed you with that one. Okay. I, I was I was off on the Chicago to Cleveland one then. It's 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 a decent shot, though. Yeah, but we both thought it was longer than it really is. Yeah, I know. So. I, I said six. You said eight. All right. Back um, to your cup talk. I should have known, though, because all you have to do is hop on 80. Takes you all the way. I know eighty very well. Tyler Chatwood, uh, who had been their best pitcher the first two games, uh, two first two starts of the season, are really regressed to the mean, giving up eight earned runs in two and a third innings. Um, I will say about this version of Tyler Chatwood implosion, I can handle it because he didn't walk the world. He did give up eleven hits in those two and a third innings. They lost. I think it was thirteen to two. Bullpen still pretty bad. Um, once again, they need to get Craigers going. Oh, well, Craig. Craigers. Craig Kimbrell. You wish uh, you had a cool nickname like Craigers. J-Man's pretty dang. J-Man. Pretty dang cool. I bet, I bet you he didn't give himself the nickname Craigers. I bet he did. I bet he he's been calling himself Craigers. I bet his friends like called him that. And it wasn't a Madden video game self-given nickname. Mine's more impressive, though, because I came up with it on my own. Now you're a TV star, part of a podcast. TV star. TV star, J-Man. Handsome. Check. TV star. Double check. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, boy. Craig Kimbrell has allowed seven runs in two and two-thirds innings this season. He allowed seven runs total in 62 and two-thirds um, innings pitch in the entire 2012 season. Uh, his release point is down four inches, uh, which could have something to do with um, his struggles. He needs to get back on top of the walks. He has to pitch effectively at the top of the zone. He gets it below. Um, top of the zone, and it's just game over for him. He did, I guess, look pretty dang good in a scrimmage they did yesterday because of those stupid idiot Cardinals. Uh, they had to do an intra-squad scrimmage. Uh, he struck out two in an inning, looked better. 
Um, but this week they play Cleveland for two starting tomorrow night and then Milwaukee at Wrigley for four. What you what you predicting news. for this week? Haven't played since Thursday, so that's always a little scary. Um, I'm hoping for three and three. Just keep it level. I mean, they keep it. They go 500 the rest of the way. They're going to be an easy postseason team. So, you know, just don't um, have too many losing streaks. He can't in a 60-game season. Uh, but they lined up the rotation for um, Johnny Lester tomorrow night. Then I think it's Darvish on Wednesday, and then uh, oh, Kyle Hendricks on Thursday. So. Sitting here at 10-3, and three, I think they have the best win percentage in Major League Baseball right now. Uh, keep it rolled. That's all I got baseball-wise. Yankees got – they didn't have a very good weekend. The Rays got the better of them. The Rays needed it, too. Yes, they did. Far They're, more than the Yankees. And the Yankees uh, sustained an injury, of course. Giancarlo Stanton, like he does every year, got hurt. I say, he's always hurt. Placed on the IL. I think it's hamstring injury, I believe. Um, something in his leg. But uh, now they play the Braves starting tomorrow. The Oakland A's have the best just a, uh, just a two-gamer, and then they host the Red Sox, which is good news for three over the weekend. Red Sox can't pitch. They are sitting there at 6-9 and nine right now. I just want to see what their team ERA and is. And I've been warned not to talk about the other team. 4.74, so we're not talking about the other team because I mean, no one cares about the other team. I'm just saying that there's a certain team stinks. in the National League that's um, not stinking right now. They're not right playing now. Really well. They've they got to play the Mariners, and they got to play the – got to beat who you play, I guess. Yeah, That's Diamond, what happened to the Cubs. Diamondbacks and Rangers all at the, home this week. The Rockies uh, – <laughs> I said it. Uh-oh. That means I'm not doing um, – <laughs> their postseason odds right now are 58.3%, still pretty low. That's still better than you thought it was going to be, uh, though. I mean, I keep saying it's so early, but 20, 20% of the season's oh, already and Their best players not even playing well. Cubs postseason oh. odds were 96%. Tried to DH them the other day. That backfired. On um, – Thursday and now they're down to eighty-seven point nine percent. Cubs have a four-game lead in the division already. I know. We are, crazy. I was looking at the divisions. The NL West is the best division in baseball right now. Yeah, you have the team that won't be named at eleven and four. You have the Dodgers, who are the far superior team at eleven and five. Padres, I think, are a really good ball club and they'll start winning. They're two and a half out. Giants have one of the worst rosters in baseball, but they aren't uh, imploding yet. They're five out. Um, worst team in baseball is the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah. They're, they might they might end up with the least amount of wins ever for a season. Yeah, I would say. I know this is some, – Some team will this year, easily. Yeah, because isn't a 15 is the lowest ever. I can't imagine it's that low. I'm going to look it up. Unless the team was so, so bad. It could be, I up. guess. Um, but the Pirates are 3-13, and 13, eight and a half games out after 16 games played. So it's yeah. a rough go of it. We had the 1916 Philadelphia Athletics, 36 and 117. 36 wins might be the most we see this year. The 1935 Boston Braves went 38 and 115. 38 probably definitely is the most we'll see this 1904 year. 1904 Washington Senators were 38 and 113. The 1919 Philadelphia Athletics, man, they stunk. 36 and 104. None of those teams played 162 game season. So the Philadelphia Athletics have two. Of the four worst records in MLB history. I think the worst of our lifetime was the 2003 uh, Tigers. They went 43 and 119. The Orioles in 18 went 47 and I was going to say, I remember the Orioles being really bad. I remember the Royals being garbage, too. Um, the Royals, eh, they won, they've won 58 and 59 games. Still garbage, but not that And bad. they've won a World Series. I don't feel too bad for them. Um, I'm talking the past two years, though. 
Tigers last year went 47 and 114. So I think that Tigers team in I think it was 03. Uh, yeah, 2003, 43 and 119. That's pretty bad. They went 55 and 106. I wonder who four. the best player was in that 03 team. Um, Probably I, Dimitri Young. Dimitri Young's a good guess. I'm going to guess uh, who the heck was that shortstop they had? Um, Carlos Guillen. Oh. I guess. Uh, best player, it was Dimitri Young. Uh, according to War, I don't know who this fella is. Warren Morris, Nate Cornell. I only got Dimitri Young because I used to collect baseball cards. Carlos Pena was fifth in yeah. War for that team. That team was bad. Dimitri listed at six two two ninety five. Might be a little generous. Yeah. Uh, he he could really hit though. His brother really never hit. panned out, did he? Delman, he's he's the one that threw the bat at the yeah. umpire in yeah. the minors. Yeah. He's a bad dude. He had some issues. He was like number one overall pick, yeah. too. Or number he played two up in South Bend for a little bit, didn't he? Did he? Or maybe it was against one of the South Bend teams? I'm sure it was against because he came up in the race system. I know, but I thought he got traded. Um, huh? He never played for Arizona. That's how much I know. Must have played against him or something. I'm sure he did play against him. He he wasn't terrible. Wasn't great. The 1,100 career hits. Dimitri was a little better, though. Yep. Not much better. But. Yep. Any more for the sport of baseball? I'm done with the sport of baseball. Let's move to the sport of golf. Yeah. Golf got a major under its belt. Yes. This, cancel pro- the season now. Probably the biggest completed sporting event we've had since the Super Bowl. I know that Illinois-Iowa basketball game is pretty big. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but it was an exciting uh, tournament. Um, still wish there was fans, of course, but... Uh, uh, Morikawa, Colin Morikawa. Superstar. Age of 23, won his first major title. It won't be his last. Nah, he's good. The lid is off for his talents. Did you see that people, after? People, Did you see that yes, after? I saw the lid of the, the Wanamaker yeah. came off, and his facial reaction was hilarious. <laughs> but now, now he knows he can drink stuff out of it, I guess. But uh, I think that's a pretty heavy trophy. I think it's like 40 pounds. That'd be tough to pick up and try to drink yeah. something Especially out of it. Especially when you're – tough to pick up when your adrenaline's flowing after winning. and Shaking. But um, here's some crazy stats about Colin. He's only missed one cut in 27 events. He has three wins, tour wins already, in 27 events. Just a little over a year ago, he was still playing golf at Cal Berkeley. That means he's winning a tournament every, every nine, nine starts. starts. He is really good. He broke the uh, major record for lowest 36-hole total. His round yesterday and Saturday, total for 36 was the lowest ever in major history. That's pretty impressive. Yep. Um, it all turned around. There was a seven-way uh, tie for the lead yesterday until he chipped in on hole 14. And then he had a, the shot of the tournament, hole 16, reached the par 5, and or the he reached the uh, par 4, and uh, he drove it. it was 294 yards, drove it, and that kind of sealed the deal for him. He was clutch. Yeah, he was clutch. Dustin Johnson was close, but Dustin Johnson, Johnson might go down as this generation's Greg Norman. Hmm. Great player. Couldn't win as much as he should when it came to the majors. I mean, 21 career victories. It's nothing to scoff about unless you're Brooks Kepka and talk smack about him. But uh, Brooks finally didn't uh, – he didn't put his money where his mouth was yesterday. Shot three over par, so he didn't uh, complete the three-peat. But big uh, muscle Bryson DeChambeau had a good showing, his best finish in a major. Paul Casey played well. Jason Day played well. The guy you were going for, uh, Cam Champ – 
Uh, yeah, he, he did fell not off. play very good yesterday, did Hung he? Hung in there for a little bit, and then he fell off. He's another youngster from Texas A&M. Golf's in great shape. I've said that for years with all the youngsters. I mean, you had three young guys turn pro at the same time last year. Victor Hovland, Matthew Wolf, both of them from Oklahoma State, and then Colin Morikawa. And Morikawa wasn't probably the as hyped as the other two, but Morikawa was head and shoulders better than the rest. Hmm. And he's already showing that. I mean, he's he's compared to Tiger right now through 27 starts. It's insane. Tiger in his 27th start won, won Augusta. Let's, I mean... Let's hope he's not another Jordan Spieth. I mean, no. he, he can win a Talk whole about lot. But. Jordan made the cut, but wasn't, wasn't even close. I mean, the, the guy's got no confidence. Just he confidence? just got nothing. You Man, can he tell. was on top of the world there for a couple uh, of years. My guy, Ricky Fowler, missed a cut by one. and He missed a six-inch putt. <laughs> and missed the cut by one pretty much because of that. Um, and this was a course that people can make runs on on the weekends. It was neat thing about this course, Harding Park. It's a municipal course. It's like 140 bucks to play. Oh. So it's a city course. Just back in like 1990, they were using that for like a parking lot huh. for big events out in California. Where's that at? San Francisco area. Oh, are you still? I thought you were talking about next week's championship. Oh, this game. this week is the Wyndham Championship. It's in Greensboro, North Carolina. It's the last tournament before the FedEx Cup playoffs, which is three tournaments in a row. Yeah, the playoffs are going to be done here soon for golf. But then you got <laughs> the U.S. Open at Beth Page Black next month in September, and then the Masters in November. But uh, here's your. Top 15 power rankings according to PJTour.com for the Wyndham Championship. Not a, there's there's some good names in it, but some are taking the week off before the playoffs start. Number 15, you got Maverick McNeely. Never heard of him. Number 14, you got Henrik Norlander. Never heard of him. Number 13, you got Jim Fierick. I have heard of him. Who won his first um, senior tour start two weeks ago. First start, and he won. He'll have good success on that. Number 12, Patrick Reed. I believe he got a backdoor top 10 finish yesterday. Number 11, Ches Reeve. Number 10, Brooks Kepka. You've heard of that guy. Brooks. Number 9, Ryan Moore. Number 8, Brandon Todd, who was hanging around there after two rounds, and then he kind of fizzled. He was good the week before, too, until he fizzled, right? He's won two tournaments this year, so if he, if he would have got a major, he'd probably be player of the year. <laughs> number 7, Siwoo Kim. Siwoo. Number 6, Paul Casey. came in. I mean, he's coming off a heck of a finish this won, past week. Won $968,000. Not too shabby. Number 5, Billy Horschel. Number 4, Harris English. Number three, Justin Rose. English. Number two, Kevin Kistner. And number one, Webb Simpson. He's from that area. Uh, some other names in the field that aren't ranked. Sergio Garcia, Brent Snedeker, Jordan Spieth, Tommy Fleetwood, Sunjay M. This will be the J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week. It will be a player to win that was not in that top 15 power rankings. All right. Do you want to take a venture on any of the other ones I named? Sergio, Snedeker, Spieth, Fleetwood, M? No. Okay. J-Man's Book and Prediction of the Week is brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering. For life, home, auto, renters, business, workers' comp, and farm, contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. I'm going to go with Chez Reavy for this week. Chez. Why not? Played Why good two not? weeks ago. I just heard of him a few weeks ago, and it seems like he's in the power rankings about every week. Yeah, some of these guys like Harris English is all the time. Die English. Billy Horschel. Now they just need to get wins. They don't, they don't need to be satisfied getting on the PGATour.com power rankings. But I did think, <laughs> I will say, I thought ESPN did a fabulous job with their PGA championship coverage. I thought Scott Van Pelt and David Duvall, most enjoyable golf commentators I've listened to in a long time. 
it, but I did enjoy on Saturday when CBS had Phil Mickelson come in the booth for about an hour. Yeah. I thought he was phenomenal. I'm a big fan of Scott Van Pelt. Oh, he's he's great. I think he's just the best at what he does. And, and, and Faldo and Nance can get a little boring with their coverage. Nance is incredibly boring to me. Uh, I like him most doing basketball, college yeah. basketball, but he doesn't do it that much. doesn't do it that much anymore. Mm. So that's all I got for golf, man. TJ Warren's been on quite the roll for the oh, Indiana Pacers. Pacer fans want to tune in tonight if they're able to watch the game because they're playing against the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler, TJ Warren have yeah, had yeah, some yeah. Uh, some bad blood dating back to January, and Warren's kind of went off since then, and Jimmy hasn't played as well as TJ. And It's a big game so we're as well see. because the Heat and the Pacers have identical records. Yep. So they're probably going to meet in the playoffs also. Pacers beat the uh, Lakers. Due to a T.J. Warren um, buzzer beater, or at least yeah. uh, one of the, close to a last-second shot the other night. Yeah, Pacers are playing head and shoulders better than I thought they would in the bubble. You, I think, even said something like, I don't know if they're going to win the game. Especially, I didn't think all Depot <laughs> was going to turn or return. I thought they were going to be awful, mm-hmm. and they have shut me up. Who else? Oh, um, J.J. Reddick's postseason playoff streak has ended at what is it? 15 years? However many years he's played in the league. I got to go look it's it up. first time now. in his career. With the Pelican. I want to say it's 16 years. You know, another. there's another nah, player down in the bubble that's taken the league by notice, and he's a rookie. Who is it? Michael Porter Jr. He's kind of come out of really nowhere, well. Yeah. 15 seasons. He's finally healthy. Michael hasn't been healthy like in two years. Bull Bull hasn't been playing too bad. I think he's averaging about 10, seasons, 10 a game. Yeah, Bill Bull Bull didn't really play at no, all. In the no, no, they, they kind of hit him. It seemed like, and but Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, he's been really good. Hockey playoffs about to start. Are they about to? Colorado start? Avalanche, according to Vegas, have the best chance to win the Stanley Cup of five to one odds. Who? Colorado Avalanche. Ugh. Go any other team. They're playing against the Arizona Coyotes. Coyotes' first playoff trip in seven years. Wow. And I heard a crazy stat today. I know the Maple Leafs blew it the other night and didn't make the playoffs. They haven't got past the first round of the playoffs, I don't believe, since 03. Wow. Where do they play? Toronto? Yeah, I believe that was the stat. Where, where are they bubbling at? I think I asked you this last week. It's in Canada. I want to see where it's at, actually. Why don't you bring up the bracket real quick? We got five minutes before uh, everybody. If you got so the NHL pressure. Playoff. I just kind of want to see what it's seated like. All right, here. NHL playoff brackets. Like the Blackhawks made it because, I mean, they played their way in, but technically. They had one of the worst records in the league, so normally they wouldn't on, have got a chance. Well, I don't know how to get the actual bubble, uh, or bubble. The I actual, thought it had the matchups down there. Uh, no? It did have the matchups, but I want like an actual printable oh. bracket. Uh, this was the proposed. I am really screwing ah. this up for us. Printable. Here we go. This will be good. Um, okay. Right here. We have the number one in the Western Conference, the number one seeded Las Vegas Golden Knights. They beat the Avalanche in the overtime game the other playing day. Playing the 8C Chicago Blackhawks. Yep. The Colorado Avalanche playing the seven-seeded Arizona um, that's Coyotes. Coyotes, right? Number three, Dallas Stars. That's a team that used to be really good. Playing with Madonna and Brett Hull. Playing the six-seeded Calgary Flames. The fourth-seeded St. Louis Blues playing the yeah. fifth-seeded Vancouver Canucks. Come on, Canucks. Eastern Conference, we have the Philadelphia Flyers playing the Montreal Canadians, I about said the last that. Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup, and that was back in 93. I about said Expo. <laughs> Barry Goldberg would be happy about his Flyers. 
That shell sucks. The second-seeded Tampa Bay Lightning playing the seventh-seeded Columbus Blue Jackets. The three-seeded Washington Senators playing the New York Islanders, who are the sixth seed. And last but not least, we have the Boston Bruins at the four-seed playing the Carolina Hurricanes. Hurricanes with the fifth seed. Good who, stuff. You, who you got winning it? Go have go, man. I will go on Time for a third cup. And say the Coyotes upset them in round one. Well, you might be right, but I think the Avs, the Avs are – a dynasty is about to form. This team's young, talented. They're going to win one. If it's not this year, they will win one in the next five years. Oh, and I forgot about Bryson DeChambeau. I told you I was going to make a prediction. He will win the Masters in November. Burger! That course is made for him the way he's hitting the ball right now. Bubba won two of them with the length. He'll win it come November. That's that's prediction. I'm making it on August 10th. Does Alex Ovechkin still play for the Washington Capitals? Caps, yep. I think they get her done again. Again? So, yeah. All right. You want to hear some birdie bogey? Yes, please uh, repeat your question. We only got a few minutes. My question is, if I can bring it up we got three here. minutes. Kind of um, close. Thank you, for everybody, for sticking with us and being patient. And thanks to this puppy for being really freaking good oh, as he's good. licking my leg right now. Um, four guys have um, at least 40 majors where they finished under par. Who are those four? Jack Nicholas. Yes. Tiger Woods. Yes. There's your par already. Mm. Phil Mickelson? Yep. He's your third out of fourth. Oh, shoot. One more, man. This uh, guy had 43 majors under par. I got uh, like three guys in my mind. <laughs> oh, man. 43 majors under par. Yep. One's a Hall of Famer. No, both they're both Hall of Famers. Is he a Hall of Famer or do you think he's a Hall of Famer? I have no idea. Is he I, an active golfer? I have no idea. <laughs> No clues. Okay, so it's not one of the guys, I thought. Um, go Nick Faldo. Incorrect. Tom Watson. <sighs> Jack Nicholas had 57 majors under par. Tom Watson, 43. Tiger actually passed Phil yesterday. Uh, he had he has 42, and Phil has 41. Dang it! Didn't even think about old Tom. I was thinking uh, Paul Palmer or uh, Faldo. Faldo won six majors. Darn it. Wow. That was a good guess. Now he's in the commentary booth. I thought maybe he thought he might play once in a while, but I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap us up there, J-Man. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man show and suffering th- with us through another episode. We got where through it. Episode 195. Power Unlike only, any other. Power only went out once. Yep. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Noble Nome LLC, Travis Watchering, uh, former Print House, and the Dan Landing. We will be back at it next Monday night. Also, we'll have another episode coming out later in the week. With Stay tuned. Our good friends, Andrew and Isabella Eiler, two former Butler golfers. So check it out later in the week. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll be back.